Hello and welcome to The Great Sad Spee. It's a uh, modern look at grief in different mediums throughout the world. I am Jesse. And I am Tessa. And we're welcoming you back to episode two, The Why Behind the Weeping. Today, we're going to discuss this idea that Tess has about the future of of a conversation that she wants to bring to the forefront about mental health and about how we talk about it and how we seek it out and honestly just like how we how we see it and so this is just a conversation about the beauty in that as well as coffee which is something that we are uh, incredibly familiar with so one of the things that I want to do post-graduation, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm currently majoring in psychology, uh, and I will be graduating this time next year from Arizona State University, which funnily enough is actually my hometown college. So uh, fear the fork, I guess. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty stoked to be graduating from Arizona. It brings a lot of nice like pride to that. Um, but so I'm majoring in psychology, uh, and I think we touched on it a little bit last episode. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I think I think we did. I think we we for sure did. You know, because the focus is on grief and on sadness and embracing it, and so they're all connected. It's true. It's true. Uh, but I think what I was saying was I talked about coffee last time before uh, that we are both pretty uh, pretty immersed in the coffee scene and the coffee culture. Uh, I myself have been a barista for the last 10 years uh, and Jess has consistently been behind a bar and recently transitioned into coffee from booze. True, it's been a, a long journey, uh, about a decade of bartending and then the last handful of years of serving coffee. So it's just, it's just the same thing. It's just bartending in the night versus bartending in the morning. So a little bit of a different clientele, I'd like to think. <laughs> that's pretty true. That's pretty true. Less, uh, less stumbling around. Well, that's not true either. No, no, I think it's the same. <laughs> I think it's just uh, zombies in both senses. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but so as coffee professionals uh, and as a hopeful future psychologist, uh, I have had this idea that's been kind of brewing around, huh, brewing around. Uh, and <laughs> oh, so clever. Uh, and Jess and I talk about it a, a decent amount, uh, just as folks who eventually want to have our own shop together, um, and what that looks like as me, as, as I start to transition out of the scene and out of coffee culture, uh, and getting further into what will inevitably be grad school and then going for a doctorate. Um, but we talk about owning a coffee shop a lot. That's true. I want to stay deeply immersed in coffee and coffee culture. And although... Tess is going to leave me behind with her brilliance and you know, go on and do great things. I will be there holding the kettle. <laughs> there is greatness behind those kettles, though, let me tell you. A perfectly extracted pour-over, that is not easy to come by, y'all. It's not easy to come by. <laughs> uh, but we talk about owning a shop a lot, and one of the things that we've discussed as a couple and as a partnership, as well as just folks who exist in coffee culture at, from both sides of the bar, right? So as baristas, as well as customers, is coffee is this incredible medium that really brings people together and also really enables people to be more vulnerable. 
It does. It's a it's a setting where people open up absentmindedly at first, and then they just continue to do it because they feel somebody is is listening. And and your barista is a is a partnership, just like your bartender can be a partnership. It's it's just someone who is there, who is partial or impartial to have a conversation with or be a sounding board to. And it's a it's a fun communal and regular dynamic. I can't even count how many times I've had a customer on the other side of my bar tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. It's, it's too many. It's too many. <laughs> well, I mean, listening to people is kind of how you get your regulars. Although that's not why you're doing it, but that's kind of what happens. It's true. But so in this, you know, and, and I've, in fairness, I will completely call myself out. I have also divulged far too much to my poor baristas on the other side as a customer as well. So I'm definitely not innocent in that regard. But uh, we talk about all the time how folks are really open to sharing with their baristas. And we already, we all kind of have this common knowledge of coffee shops and coffee houses being this in between, this third place, if you would, uh, between work and home. Uh, Starbucks has made a really big monopoly off of this idea. Um, and the independent shops that predate and have also been able to kind of ride that normalcy of the corner coffee shop have really also created these incredible environments for people to come and exist in a place that isn't their work or their home. Uh, and they often are there in this different vulnerable space where they're able to open up and do work or meet friends, whatever it takes, but that space exists and is almost sacred. This is true. It's it's just it's just important to everybody, and it's important for lots of reasons. It's important for one simply because it's it's a place where you get that thing that you crave and that you need to keep your day going, but also it's a comfort thing. And so you're you're hanging out or you're just sipping espresso really quick, and and just different things happen. Like you end up like having a conversation or just saying a quick sentence and then kind of darting off and those things linger those things linger with you and those things linger with the barista uh so how would you how would you cultivate this kind of existing concept into being something something more and the focus of what you want well and so that's what we want to talk about is kind of that question and what it morphs into um so after graduation one of the things that I want to do and one of the things that I want to focus on the most with my degree is accessibility. Uh, we're seeing right now through this pandemic and through this uh, uprising and revolution that we're having a lot of conversations about what accessibility and equity really are. And so circling back around to mental health, everyone has or, or will have a time in their life in which they're going to need someone to talk to or to walk through something that they haven't quite walked through yet. Um, and often therapy is a really great medium for that, uh, but there's a lot of stigma around therapy and seeking it as well as um, just having that kind of stigma and label of being you know, mentally ill or you know, really struggling. And so what I want to do is kind of capitalize on this pre-existing medium that is the coffee shop that exists and build a nice bridge to mental health resources that folks are so consistently just out of reach for. 
So we're having that conversation about having that conversation. And where people feel comfortable is where we can, you know, draw more from. And that's really fun. And really unique. And probably something the world really needs is a place where people can just be and do work and function and also get a little more than just a sip of coffee. Right. And and the thing is, too, is that that's already happening. And that's what we're talking about is people are already opening up to their baristas. People are already getting so much more than just a cup of coffee when they go into their coffee shop. And I mean, that pandemic, um, the pandemic, pardon our our cats in the background sneezing. uh, But this this current time in history where we've been forced into our homes to, you know, self-quarantine, to social distance, all of this stuff. The things that I keep hearing from friends, from family, and even just kind of in the news cycle is people are missing their normalcy. People are missing that connection to one another and what keeps happening. And maybe it's just because I exist so heavily in the coffee community, but baristas and customers alike are missing each other and are missing those spaces to come together and to have those moments of connection that are less pressured than, you know, logging onto Zoom for a meeting or, you know, signing up to do a little voice thread introduction for your class or any of those things is they're missing that easygoing, honest vulnerability and authentic connection that comes from this medium. I guess no matter how introverted you are, you still need to, you know, like just stare at another person in the flesh in front of you and and just kind of spout off things you know get some stuff off your chest get some stuff out of your head or just you know say hello and a smile and so that's I miss it too it's nice yeah and I mean it's it's that common thread of suffering you know we're all none of us are going to make it through this life unscathed and so one of the the realities is is this stigma against seeking treatment for mental health whether that is medication, whether that is talk therapy, whether that's something beyond, you know, those traditional things, is having that stigma in place really puts a damper on folks who actually need help. And I think it's kind of funny because having been in this industry for 10 years, I don't know that I've ever met one neurotypical barista who was truly, truly not on the neurodivergent spectrum. Uh, I myself having OCD uh, and being on, you know, the what, what they're thinking is probably the autism spectrum. Uh, like, I haven't ever met anyone other than you, Jess, uh, who is just completely and totally have all the chemicals firing in all the right ways up there that's working in coffee. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I do have some anger issues, and I don't love people, but I do love people. So, ah. Uh, right. Uh, so, normal. So, normal. <laughs> I guess that's normal. Fine. <laughs> No, but I mean, there's there's this very common thread, though, and I think what, so I say all this not to say, you know, your baristas are, are suffering. Uh, I mean, we're all suffering, but <laughs> that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> it's going to be called We're All Suffering. Join us. Join us forever. No, um, but when it comes to that neurodivergence and why I make that distinction in the first place is oftentimes that means that your baristas already have these really stellar coping mechanisms or are very aware that they need better ones. Um, and I will be the first to say that as someone who's lived that experience and lives that experience. That is me too. I do need better things. <laughs> I need better things. But it's that awareness, right? Like I think, I think of David, right? Our, our really good friend, David, he's also a coffee professional and just an incredible creative. And we're all, you know, with our, with our plethora of antidepressants and a variety of, of, you know, things that we, that we do and we've been through 
And uh, I think of how easy it is for him to connect with someone who's obviously hurting more than they're letting on. And it's been such a critical aspect of what it is to be in coffee on the backside of the bar, which is to know the truth about what your customer's going through. And from a, like a, a managerial perspective, it's been, it's been a, it's a good thing. It's it's it feels like a good thing to have in your in your employees and your people that you hire, it, are people that like that that kind of know no sadness and no pain and no grief and come from all different walks of life, and they're all going through different things. And each person in a group can connect to somebody in a different way. And they can all connect to the same person. They can connect to different people. But the point of it is, is that they they're, connect. they're human. And everybody in the shop is human. And everything is, is a beautiful human thing. And it makes it so much so much more real, too. Like, I, I always, I, I think of quite a few different customers. I mean, I've been really lucky to have, a, you know, my fair share of great regulars, as well as a fair share of Karens. Um, but, you know, the regulars that I think of are like, Carlos, uh, who actually is a regular from the time that I was 18 back in Arizona, like back in Goodyear by the Air Force Base, and he would come in every day and get two different teas for his refill. And, you know, his son went away to college, and those moments where he was scared, you know, where he was like, I, I set my kid up for as much success as I possibly could, and now it's up to him to make those choices. And he broke down in our lobby one day, and not, you know, in any dramatic way, but just in a very real, tender human moment of, you know, a parent's fear. And I think what happens is these are familiar faces that we trust, right? Whether you really know that person well or not, and I would like to think that we get to know our, our regulars pretty well, but whether you know that person well or not, like that person is a staple in your day. And so, you know, for better or for worse, you end up telling them things and then these connections are made. It's true. It's true again and again. Um, I there there people you look forward to. There's sometimes people you don't look forward to, but that's not that's not really that's not really what it's about. You don't get to choose what your day is like. You don't get to choose the people that you serve. But um, one of my favorite uh, just constant thoughts is uh, well, a regular that I had for many years, uh, and her name was Cor, and she would just come in. She's a creative uh, as we well. We love Cor, uh, and she would just sit down and work and work and listen to headphones and music and um, just kind of feel the people around her and, you know, type stuff out. And then, uh, you know, I would make a cup of coffee or two for her. But um, what inevitably would happen is, you know, she would bounce ideas off of me and, uh, and I wouldn't even know what she was talking about. But that wasn't the point. That was, or that was exactly the point is that I, was, I wasn't inside of her head. And so she could just find that that third party to just kind of like, like kind of unleash this these concepts on and then get something back. Right. And so bringing that back around to why that matters for a psychology degree and a one day psychologist in therapy is we have this incredible medium in coffee shops where people are already comfortable, where people are already sharing, where people are already vulnerable and feel safe to be that way. And so there is a coffee shop in Chicago called Sip of Hope, and it is a charity organization that's partnered with uh, Dark Matter Coffee, and 100% of the proceeds goes to suicide prevention and mental health awareness. But what this coffee shop does and what the dream is, right, is these baristas are trained 
like crisis helpline counselors. So they're given that insight of what this type of tone intonation does, what an answer to, hey, how are you is, how to ask better questions, and also how to be aware of your community because we've seen from time and time again, it's the small things that keep people here if they're in that pit of despair. And it's like the small moments that we remember, good, bad, and in between, that create these moments that ultimately build up our lives and kind of push our own narratives forward. And so what I want to do is bring together this melding pot and this space of a coffee shop feel with mental health resources. Likening back to that accessibility point is what I want to do is create space that makes resources accessible to people. And in that, I would like to <laughs> bring really good coffee and um, you know, just a high quality knowledge of, of just like of, of people themselves. And, and so the people that we hire are going to be trained in this kind of this field and these, these skills. And, and I would like to be trained in that as well. And um, although I'm a recent, uh, like, I guess, therapy human and so I'm learning I'm learning that I probably should have gone to this years ago and that it was always important to be a part of my life and I'm happy that it's a part of my life now uh it, like it doesn't matter where you are on uh on your journey or where you are in you know your hierarchy of life uh you just you just need you need these conversations and you need somebody to to listen to you and you need somebody to talk back and to call you on your stuff and I I don't know, it's, it's, it's become so important to me and it's, and it's fun and it's, and it's terrible and it's, it's very useful. <laughs> <laughs> therapy really is. It's all those things. And I, I've been in therapy for years now. Um, and it's really kind of cemented who I am as a person and where I want to go and where my energy is best leveraged. And so with this degree and with everything that I've been learning at ASU and my continued path forward with school uh that's kind of the dream is the professional melding of what it is to have spaces that are safe authentic and vulnerable and bringing in the reality of what folks can need and that doesn't mean you know you're going to walk into your coffee shop and you're going to sit down with a therapist before you can order coffee or any kind of weird so <laughs> space I, like that i think but that would be i think that would, could be that could be overwhelming for could most. be pretty problematic I therapy's think, hard it's scary ah, so true it's it's hard every day <laughs> but that's the idea right is you take away at least a small level of that discomfort by walking into a shop where maybe you know you're not meeting with the therapist maybe one day it'll be something where it's a private practice with a little espresso stand in the front i don't know i mean there's there's so many so many possibilities when it comes to coffee and when it comes to breaking down the stigma of mental health resources and what it means to have access to mental health um, but this is this is the one idea, the one idea that keeps kind of pressing everything together and making it seem the most viable is bringing the resources, whether that is every Wednesday is a group session about something or if it's just baristas who also are capable of seeing past the, you know, the BS answer of I'm great when you're obviously crying on the other side. Um, you know, the idea is just to create community in these spaces and to invite community to dig a little deeper. And a really good cup of coffee. 
Uh, and honestly, it can also be from time to time just that corner shop that any stranger can walk through and it's just, it still feels like home. Exactly. And that's the idea is, you know, once I graduate, <laughs> I want to be a catalyst for change and I want to capitalize on this medium that I know so well and am capable of connecting and drawing closer, just really being able to bring community in uh, and start fighting the good fight. That's all we can do. Fight every day. Keep going and drink coffee. And drink good coffee. So stay sad and uh, we look forward to crying with you later. <laughs>